Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. In this episode, I'm joined by Colby Lippincott, the game producer for Lab Rats Games. We talk about his game Corpse Cat and what makes it stand out. It's wooden box, it's 3D printed components, and it's strange concept of being a cat on its ninth life while trying to kill all the other cats on their ninth life as well. We talk about the usual questions and also how he makes some of the components at his house, including the cards. Thanks for listening. Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and with me today is the game producer for Lab Rats Games, Colby Lippincott. That's with two P's and two T's. Colby, how you doing? Great. And you're calling in all the way from California, so a little bit, little bit of a time difference for us here. But luckily, uh, two hours is a little bit better than when I do calls with England, where I've got to deal with multiple time zone differences. Yeah. So, you are the game producer. You have a friend, Greg, who is the designer of your guys' first game, Corpse Cat. Corpse Cat came across my email, as so many do, searching for a review for everything board games, and I jumped at it because... It looks hilarious, but it also comes in a wooden coffin. What made you go with a wooden coffin for your packaging? Uh, So Greg had originally launched this game on uh, Kickstarter, and uh, I found out I go to the same church as him, and uh, we started talking about creating a business, and... um, Basically, we we landed on creating board games after trying a few different other things. And uh, when I wanted to get in with him on making board games, I realized, you know, getting board games made outside is uh, is pretty hard. Like if you're going to go through GameCraft or something, unless you're buying in bulk, like they're going to be really expensive. You're not going to make much money on it. So uh, I started looking into making them in-house instead, you know, the cards, the, bo- the, the box, everything like that. And um, one of the things I landed on was using wood instead of using cardboard because I have access to a laser cutter. So I figured, well, you know what, like I can get some plywood and, and try something. And originally it was just a, a regular wooden box. But then uh, my my wife suggested, well, if you're if you're gonna make a custom box anyways, you might as well make something themed to the game. 
And so we landed on the, the coffin theme because it's just, uh, yeah, it kind of just fits with the morbid uh, humor <laughs> of the game. <laughs> yeah, it is a game about killing cats. It's a game, uh, a game of luck and spite, as it says on the on the box here. I, I yes, I think doing it to fit the theme, making it a coffin was a stroke of genius from your wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is great. So the laser cutter, man, it, it's always fun to see what people do with these and making a game box out of it and then 3D components, 3D printed components on the inside to make it all hold together, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've had, uh, I'm an engineer and I've, I've worked a lot with 3D printers over the years. It's like probably one of my biggest hobbies except board games. Um, and there's nothing yeah, it's just wrong with that. nice to bring all the different kinds of things that I... <laughs> Uh, experience together to make one thing so yeah no absolutely i i'll tell you when i got the copy i emailed you immediately i was not expecting to get this quote-unquote deluxe edition i was just expecting to get the the good old-fashioned tuck box because it's yeah. just basically the game's a deck of cards uh and and a die that's all you really need and mm-hmm. i get this big laser cut coffin with the cards inside and the t- and two dice so that you can speed the game up. I always find that giving everybody a die speeds a game up so fast, even if it's just to roll it and read off one number. Right, yeah. And I was like, holy cow. But yeah, you said you'd uh, start doing this all in-house. So how do you do the cards in-house? I'm curious. Um, so the way we... <laughs> I had to do a lot of research because I started with like regular cardstock um you know heavy cardstock and printed those and then quickly realized oh you can see through these <laughs> like uh this might not be ideal because of that so uh we actually had to go to china to like a uh, a big playing card manufacturer and get them to send us uh blue core playing card stock in the like regular eight and a half by 11 size um, so I have like a huge amount of that <laughs> um, just laying around. But I uh, we basically just run that through the printer, like 10 cards on one sheet, uh, flip it over, put the, you know, print the back on it, and then laminate the, the sheet with regular laminating sheets. Um, and then use like a, if you've seen like a Cricut or a like, yep. you know, one of those cutters, Use one of those uh, with some registration marks on the cards and, uh, yeah, cut around the cards and that's how it works. So you actually print on blue core cardstock that you've bought from a supplier in China. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's That's awesome. (laughs) No, I totally agree. That is crazy. But, hey... The game's hilarious. Um, my goodness. Uh, that's that's awesome. So, like we were talking before, I took this game to work, as I often do with games, you know, obviously with my podcast being about board gaming at lunch. I like games I can play in a lunch hour. And so I was like, oh, this game is, you know, easily to explain. That's, that's what I like. But the approachability and ease, ease of explanation of this game is makes it really quick to play and teach mm-hmm. at an office. And... I took it in and one of the women I, I 
game with she's like i don't like cats i'm like oh, i think you're gonna like this game then because it's all <laughs> yeah i think one and of the she's like really yeah one of the uh selling points for uh on greg's kickstarter was like if you ha- hate cats great then you get to kill all sorts of cats <laughs> right because so for those of you who don't have the game but you should definitely go get it off the etsy store which we'll mention and i'll put it in the show notes as well um, you are a cat has run out of lives. You're on your, you are on your ninth and final life and you are trying to knock off all the other cats. So that's, I'm not sure really why it doesn't really say in the rules, why you hate all the other cats around you, <laughs> but, no, but you do. And you were trying to yeah. be the last cat alive. Yeah. Trying to outlive all your brethren, I guess. <laughs> so what is your favorite card in the game? Uh, um, I think, you know, there's only a few reactive cards in the game that uh, you can do. Yeah, this in game is not very, uh, yeah, this game is not very <clears throat> nice. I, I would... <laughs> No, I mean, you you can just die right away in the game. I mean, yeah, um, luck, luckily you can keep playing after that. Like, it's not like game over. Sorry, you have to sit out. But um, I like the, uh, I can't remember what the card is called. It's, oh, Confused for Another Cat. Where you basically yeah. redirect a card to someone else. That's always pretty funny yeah. because, you know, you have someone who really wants, you know, they're like ganging up on you and they're like, you're like, why are you ganging up on me? I didn't deserve this. And then they, they play some, you know, instant death card on you and you're just like, no, actually, this is just going to kill you instead. So that's pretty yeah. cool. What, what's awesome with it is even then it's reactive. So you roll the die and it goes one through three, one direction, four through six, the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then what's fun, we had it happen where that happened to somebody and they sent the card to me off the die roll, but I had that same card and <laughs> I sent it again and it ended up going back around to the original person who played the card and yeah, killed them. It was hilarious. It was two yeah. rights and uh, ended up back over there. My personal favorite is uh, Cuddled by a Toddler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, my daughter is three. She just turned four and we got her a cat when she was one. And mm-hmm. he he's not a very nice cat. I don't know why. I've had seven cats in my life and this guy is by far the weirdest of all of my cats. <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't also like clarify that I have two cats and I love cats. So it's not like... <laughs> you know <laughs> i always tell people it's okay like i'm not trying to say i hate cats or anything just it's funny to think about things happening to cats i don't know why like it shouldn't be but it I, is <laughs> i don't know I, I you know doesn't land on its feet was one of the cards you know but cuddled by a toddler just because like this new cat of ours who by the way is named meow mm-hmm. um he does not like being cuddled and so I could totally see where, like, if you cuddle them twice, that's the end. Mm-hmm. That's one of the yellow ones. So two of those ends the uh, cat's life. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, ah, cuddling cats to death, you know, good stuff. Uh, so, Col- <laughs> so Colby, how did you get into board gaming as, as a hobby? Uh, so I think it started when we started playing Catan uh, with my parents like I don't, I don't even know how that started exactly. I think we just, uh, we tried it and then we just started playing it like pretty periodically. Um, and then after that, 
uh, I think I got included in some different board game groups, uh, like some friends that pulled me in, and then uh, basically started buying my own board games, hosting board game nights, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. It's a very slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have like four cabinets full of board games now. I think that's probably a pretty common uh, thing for <laughs> board gamers. Oh, yes. Yes. Do you have the Shelf of Shame, the oh, games yeah. you've bought you haven't played yet? Yeah, I think I have. I probably have like maybe four or five games I haven't played yet. It's not too hey, bad. Hey, that's not doing... You're not doing too bad, man. Yeah. I'm put. I'm pushing 60, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, people like you keep sending me your games and, you know. Oh, yeah. It's hard to keep up with it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to blame people like you. Yeah. That's All my right. That's my story. I'll take the blame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my story. I would have been uh, caught up, but I keep getting games like Corpse Cat that arrive in the mail. So, anyway. Okay. So, if I came all about to California, which... I don't think I do right now. It's a long drive and it's a long flight. And... But anyway, if I made it out there, what game is currently on your table? What is your current favorite game that you're playing? Um, so I have I have some uh, two kids and uh, that makes it pretty tough. They're 11 and 9. So they don't like too many complicated board games, but uh, it's so I don't get time to play board games a lot. But when I do, like, especially over the summer, we all go to this, like, family camp where we meet up with family and stuff. And uh, we love to play uh, Clank. Have you ever heard of Clank? Oh, absolutely. I love Clank. Yeah, so that's that's definitely one we break out every year. Um, and then also uh, Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts Battle, the co-op game. Oh yes, that's a, that's one that I've I have not played yet. Uh, I know a lot of people that have. I just haven't had time. Isn't that one where you just gotta kind of whoop some time to that one, right? You kind of what? You have to kind of devote a lot of time to that one. Oh yeah. Well, I would say it's uh, so. There's something pretty cool about that game. Is it comes in like seven packs. So you uh, you start out just with a first year, and then uh, it's a pretty like simple game, and then you add on packs, and they're all included in the box. You add on packs until you get to the seventh year, and it gets harder and harder and more complicated. So I would say like if you're just starting with the first one, it actually doesn't take too long. It might be like forty five minutes to an hour. Well, maybe I'll uh, sit in on it next time I see somebody getting ready to play it. I think my brother has it, so maybe I'll maybe I'll make my brother teach me how to play it. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it. Way well, the reason I like it is because the kids can understand it like barely, <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's a co-op game, so like people won't fight, <laughs> which is a big problem right. for my kids. <laughs> well, see, it's funny. Uh, I usually when I'm making a gaming group. I like to play with co-op games because I feel like it helps the people that don't like to, they don't like to be competitive. They don't, you know, they don't like winning and losing and everything. And so I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of co-op games. So my last company, 
we had a traveling trophy and nobody wanted to play a co-op game. Everybody wanted to win for the trophy. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of very good battles at, at games like corpse cat as to who could, who could win. Cause everybody wanted the uh, traveling trophy. So but yeah, <laughs> co-op games. I love co-op games, castle panic and, uh, pandemic and flashpoint are some of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe I'll have to look into the Hogwarts battle. So you already, we already covered the next question, which is how do you pronounce Catan and you pronounce it correctly. So that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so during your day job, uh, do you play board games at lunch? Uh, I mean, my, my day job is making corpse cat right now. So no, <laughs> uh, oh, well, there you go. Mostly work on my work on my lunch break, unfortunately, or or just eat lunch like in fifteen minutes and go back to work. So, there's worse things, right? Yeah. If you were to play at lunch and you were going to play a game in thirty minutes, what is your go-to thirty-minute game? Uh, I would. I mean, I would. I would probably say Corpse Cat, but I don't want to be biased. <laughs> um, there's also a. a I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's like a, a llama themed game by the same people who made uh, Exploding Kittens. I don't remember what it's called now, but that one's pretty fun. And it takes about 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess you can say Corpse Cat. I feel like, you know, maybe a little bit biased, but, you know, you're allowed to be. It's your it's your pick. Yeah. Somebody's coming up for a lunch 30 minute game. So, did you do a lot of playtesting of Corpse Cat with your uh, friends and everything? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I helped Greg playtest the game for sure. Yeah, it's always fun when you find cards that are way too overpowered or trying to trying to balance the right amount of blue cards in this game versus green cards. And like I said earlier, this yeah. game is not very forgiving. There's not a lot of green cards. There's not a lot of purple cards that help you out. They're mainly yeah. blue and yellow with a sprinkling of the black borders that are instant death. Yeah, it's... I think uh, that my favorite one is the uh, antifreeze. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's some pretty there's some pretty brutal times when we play this game, and it's just like takes like 15 minutes, and everyone's out. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I what I like about it, I think, is that the die roll, even on those, it, it's not a very defensive game. It's all about just killing everybody's cat and going to the next round, reshuffling and playing again. Yeah, there's no, like, uh, because, girdling, you know. No, and I'll tell you, you've also got to be very careful what you keep in your hand because a lot of them are people pulling cards from your hand and playing them on you, and if you've got your own death card, man. Yeah, yeah I had, you generally I had, want to like, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, like, your hand's not that big, and I had, like, two cards that could kill me in my hand, and but you have, like, five cards, so that's, like, half my hand almost is just cards that could kill me automatically, so... You know, the fourth blue card that will end me, or I had the black card, and I'm like, well, the chances of surviving this are not very good. <laughs> so, what about a 30 minute, or a, sorry, a 60 minute game? 60 minutes. Play for a whole lunch hour, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, I, I, I guess I couldn't find one that was like, it, it seemed like it was either 30 minutes or like two hours. <laughs> um, so I would probably say Clank, uh, or actually, you know, you know what? I think you could probably play one of my one of my favorite games is Mystic Veil, vale, and you could play that mm-hmm. in solo mode. I think probably in an hour. 
I, I'm trying to think how long it how long it takes to play Mystic Veil. I've played that game a few times. I swear the first time I played it, I won by so much. Like, and I played against people who knew the game. I swear I did something wrong. Because, like, I'm like, there's no way I could win a game by that many points. Yeah, that, that sure game is like, you get away from... I, that, that's the downside of the game, is, like, once you get ahead, everyone knows you're ahead, and they stop trying. <laughs> because it's just like, yeah, okay, he's got all the good cards, and makes, like, a ton of stuff every turn and yeah i'm not gonna yeah. even bother so but that's that i did, mystic veil with their card building was such a i don't want to say a game changer but like you always have like the deck building and the hmm. you know but to have like a card building game and then not too long after that or maybe right around the same time even dice forge had like the dice building and i'm like oh my gosh you you can make your own cards you can make your own dice oh my gosh what's next you know and hmm. It, the, both those games, like I love Mystic Veil, and they have a whole bunch of expansions for that too. Yeah, I think I have like all of them right now. I had to actually you know 3D what? print like a nothing wrong insert. <laughs> Just a oh, see, wall. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I have a 3D printer. I've yet to print any box inserts. Um, I haven't found any that I like yet. That's better than just foam core that I can cut out myself. Right. So, what about a hidden gem game? Oh, hang on. Let's take let's take a step mm. back. Clank, Clank, mm. Clank's not an hour. No matter how many players, no matter how much you know it, it's seventy five minutes. Yeah, for sure. We love that game. We love it. We've played it at the office so many times. Such a great game, but it's always seventy five minutes. Like even if, like I'll get into the lunchroom early and set it up, and then everybody like sneaks off to heat up their food. So we start like right at eleven thirty, and it's still twelve forty five when we're done. Yeah, yeah, and it's even Ugh. worse if you have to explain the game while you're. I mean, it could take like over two hours sometimes. Oh, it can, and you know, I love how they've approached it too with their expansions, and with just now they just hey, here's a new board with uh, a new monster and some new meeple tokens to run through it and a handful of cards. There you go. There's a whole new game. Yeah. It comes in like the clam case. I mean, I love Clank and I have uh, two of the expansions, like the full expansions. Hmm. I don't have any of the clam case ones yet. Clank in space. That's I need to get that one. That one looks like a lot of fun. I have not played Clank in Space yet. Yeah, I haven't played that either. But I tell you, I, I, I will tell you, Clank is one of my favorite games. Um, it's right up there with Champions of Midgard. Just game I just can't quite get in in an hour, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> yeah, I got to try that one out. Oh, man, Champions of Midgard's the best. That's my favorite. So anyway, a hidden gem game, a game that you don't feel enough people know about. Uh, I would say, so I actually got this game uh, for my brother, just kind of wandering through a game store. Uh, it's called Spell Smashers. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Spell Smashers. Yeah. So it's like Scrabble. Well, okay, not really like Scrabble, like Boggle, I guess. But there's different abilities and like you can buy things and sell things and um it's like i guess if you were to take uh i don't i don't really know how to describe it but you're you're basically 
trying to spell different words and you get different cards that that force you to use certain letter combinations and things and like there's trade-offs with uh you know using the more difficult letters versus using the easier ones and then you get bonuses for like oh if you use this many vowels in your word or if you use this many consonants in a row things like that so it's really cool actually Oh, never heard of it. Sounds sounds awesome though. I mean, I just pulled it up here on Board Game Geek, and uh, yeah, I've never even I don't think I've ever seen this game. So, which I can tell you, probably within a couple of weeks, it'll accidentally arrive at my house. I won't know how it got here. <laughs> tell my tell my wife I don't know where that came from. But spell smashers key there is it's two separate words, not one. Yeah, but uh, no. Sounds awesome. I've never heard of it. See, this is why I love this podcast because I can ask this question and I always get the most random answers. And I'm like, what? This is and crazy. then you're like, oh, no, I got to go man. buy another board game. Darn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Stop twisting my arm. The hard <laughs> ones are the ones that are out of print. Those are the ones that, you know, oh. tend to cost you a little bit of money. Hmm. You got to track it down off ebay or something and then you're like oof cost me just a little bit more than i wanted to spend on the game but why not so when you're playing these games especially like clank Hmm. and there's a color to choose what color do you prefer to play as (laughs) so my kids are like really picky about getting the right color they want um and so my son always takes red my daughter always takes blue and then uh my wife always gets green so i'm pretty much always just like left with whatever other color there is like yellow or uh yeah just any any color that no one else wants (laughs) basically so i read something somewhere that said if your favorite color is yellow it's because you picked last yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious no, so I'll put down yellow. Yeah, definitely not my favorite color, but that's pretty much what I get. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate. Your dad, you're supposed to get the color you want. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's not how it ends up working out. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, my kids do pretty good. You know, though, we don't play a lot of games with colors right now. Yeah, we're playing weird stuff, so there's no lot of colors in them. But usually I play as red. Or orange hmm. my daughter takes yellow or red when she can because she likes reds her favorite color and i'm like oh, honey it's cute that your favorite color is the same as mine but daddy needs to be red or he doesn't follow the game very well <laughs> yeah yeah i've messed up a few different games Catan, i'll forget that i'm not red or uh ticket to rides another one where if i'm not playing as the red trains i fail to procure the right cards <laughs> It's a mess. You got to do it. So Kickstarter, you say Greg ran a Kickstarter and I pulled it up. He did a pretty good job. 158 backers, 4,600 bucks. That's not too shabby for Corpse Cat. Um, So have you guys got anything on the horizon for a new Kickstarter or anything? Uh, He actually has like a lot of different board games he's working on. Um, most of like, there's quite a few of them that are actually done as far as, uh, mechanics go, but, uh, it's, it's really just finding someone to do the art 
that's that's probably the hardest part about making a board game. I would say is just <laughs> like the play testing and the you know coming up with ideas. That's all the fun part. But then once you like get down to brass tacks and like, oh yeah, I need to make art for all this. It's it's pretty hard. So. Well, I can tell you, it doesn't get any easier. Yeah. No, we that's always a struggle for us as well. Uh, you know, we've really lucked into it with our games. The three games that we've kind of got to that point where we have artwork that the three different artists that we've worked with have been really great to work with and have really just smashed it. I mean, just knocked it out of the park. But yeah, it's not easy to find artwork. Um, there's a lot of good websites. Uh, Fiverr, uh, a friend of mine uses Fiverr and finds mm-hmm. artists that way. Um, but you know, you're good. You want decent artwork, you're going to pay for it. And yeah, it's kind of a matter of fighting the bullet, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so that's why we wait until the very end. Is the game ready? Can we no longer use our little clip art? Okay. Let's find an artist. Yeah. I mean, our, our next game, uh, we're working on an 18 card game and we didn't even have artwork. Like we were playing the game, which is cards with text. Mm-hmm. And then when we got the artwork, we were blown away by it. The artwork is just so amazing. But then we realized, well, we don't want to even want to put our text on it. So we had, so our cards went from just your standard poker size cards to a, we're now making jumbo cards just because they're three and a half by five and a half inches because the artwork is so awesome and we needed to have room to put our text Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to cover up any of the art. Right. So we made the cards bigger to offset that. We're like, well, we'll just make bigger cards because that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. And and so that's what we did. We're like, well, we'll just make bigger cards. Because, you know, like you said, artists just, you know, if it's not your strong suit, it is not your strong suit. And if you're not an artist, you're not an artist. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. If you and Greg are an artist, then you got to find it. And yeah. Yeah. Greg, uh, Greg did the art for, for Corpse Cat. Um, did all the pixel art. It it took him a while, but I mean, I guess you can only use that once, you know, like you make another game. It's like, I mean, I guess we could do pixel art, but it kind of has to be a very specific, uh, specific theme for him to be able to do that you know, and for it to look good. So, yeah. Well, the pixel art fits this game. Yeah. It fits this game, the the lightheartedness of the game. So I think the pixel art fits. But yeah, you wouldn't want pixel art on like Clank, which wouldn't look right. Right. Or Mystic Veil would not look right. But on this, on Corpse Cat, I think the pixel art fits the theme very well because it doesn't, Otherwise, if you went with like some realistic art, man, this could be a very, very, very morbid. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like blood and gore everywhere. Or whatever. Right. Cuddled by a toddler, you know, <laughs> oh, geez. eyes bulging or something, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think the pixel art fit this perfect mold by a dog, you know, probably better. You went with it on this game. So, yeah, yeah for sure. But yeah. So Etsy, you're selling on Etsy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, what is? Do you have a store name? It's Lab Rats Games. It's uh Lab Rats Board Games, all one word. Lab Rats Board Games, all one word. We'll definitely link to that in the show notes. 
you should definitely go take a look at it because uh, it's man it is a hoot especially like you said if you don't like cats this is your game yeah if you, like, if you cats, like cats i mean there's some game. pretty cute cats you can play as too so i like uh lord rough tongue oh yeah that's one of my favorites for sure <laughs> hilarious no i never won with him i had to be somebody else to finally pull one off yeah i think i like cuddles that's uh cuddles just like lion. funny yeah <laughs> It's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I was blown away by the the, the coffin, the 3D printing, that you, I mean, you designed all of this stuff. So it all fits together. It locks together real nice. The fact that you're making your own cars at your house is pretty impressive, too. Um, there's two dice in there, so you can put one on one half the table, one on the other half the table. And uh, 35 bucks free shipping. It's so fun and like cats or hate cats it's for you <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's a blast you guys should definitely check it out it's great for lunchtime play uh we play about three games in the lunch hour with uh four or five players mm-hmm. it's about uh, i mean if you get a it, it can't take that long just because of the sheer volume of cards that come out eventually the black the black death cards will come out and mm-hmm. and start knocking people off. But I think the last time we played, we played three games in under an hour. So definitely yeah. doable. It's also pretty good for large groups too. Like I went to back when I was still employed, <laughs> I went to a, a like a, a work trip with a bunch of people, and uh, we went to a bar and just like played it at the bar with like eight people. And like, again, you don't, you know, a bunch of people after work that are too tired to listen to you explain rules, you know, it's, it's nice to have something to just say like, no, trust me, just, just play and it will explain itself. It's not hard, you know? So yeah, they all had a lot of fun and, uh, they weren't board game people. So yeah. Yeah, take my word for it. It's not complicated. Just sit down and play, and you're trying to kill my cat. Come on. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Eight players. I think I played with uh, four and five. I don't think I ever got – I know I didn't get up to eight. but Yeah, I think at that level – because, like, what? okay, so back to what you said earlier about when you're out, you're not out. You're just – you actually can affect who wins, and you could also try to steal the cat that's still alive if you can do it. Yeah get the right card so the no player elimination keeping people in the game uh is great because you're not you're not out just sitting there watching everybody else try to uh try to win or kill everybody else's cat you're still involved you're still playing cards you're still you're still out there trying to upset somebody else and you can keep like you said picking on them for no reason because that's what you do when you play games yeah there's there's a lot of like joke revenge you know or like you kind of oh, act absolutely. like you're extremely offended that your cat was killed by someone. And, you know, that's like half the fun is just, you know, acting very upset that your cat is dead and then killing their cat as revenge. Why would you, why would you kill Sushi? I'm such a nice cat. <laughs> yeah. What did Lord Roughtongue do to you? Yeah, I get it. It's like I said, hilarious game. Go check it out. It's on Etsy. So Colby, I want to appreciate. Well, let me. I'll cut that out. 
<laughs> so Colby, I want to <laughs> try number three. So Colby, I want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, if anybody wanted to reach out to you, how can they do that? Um, so you can uh, go on Etsy and uh, message me on Etsy, or you can just email me the, the company directly at labratsboardgames at gmail.com. Um, and then on my uh, Facebook, uh, just Colby Lippincott uh, from, I don't know, Buellton, California, if you can figure out who I am on there, I guess. But yeah, that's Are there a lot of Colby Lippincotts? I don't think so. I, don't, I think I'm pretty much no. the only one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, that common of a name, but you know, no. I don't know. Could be. Could be like John Smith out there in your small town. What do I know? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> There's just some random town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> there you go, right? You never know. Like I used to be a member of a Facebook group called My Name's Adam Collins and there was like twenty of us, so you know. Oh dang. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that Facebook account is still up and running, but it was pretty funny for a while. But you know, my name's a little bit more uh common. Right. So and as usual guys, if you want to reach out to me. It's eLunchandBoardGame at gmail.com, facebook.com slash eLunchandBoardGame. Hit me up on my website, which is eLunchandBoardGame.com. And remember, board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.